Hey guys, it's Melissa from Serenity Bee Products here, and I'm sitting here in my car right by a neighborhood park. It's March 17th at 11 a.m., and it's been a little bit since my last uh, podcast, and a lot has happened since then. Um, I'm going to be moving out of town, um, which is really cool. It's new, and I'm going to have more um, more backyard to play around with. I'll, I'll be able to garden more, so that's really cool for me. Um, I've been steadily increasing my expectations with my business. Um, I'm trying to get stickers and labels and packaging um, at least looking somewhat uniform. Um, that has been a process, and uh, yeah. I've also got a really nice uh, Casey's coffee here, uh, iced Casey's coffee. So if I sound like I'm short on breath, it's it's actually just I'm trying to... Um, <laughs> Uh, I don't know, swallow the, <laughs> swallow the coffee, I guess. Um, yeah, so I'm about to go on a hike, and I don't want to take you guys with me on the hike because it's still a little cold, and it's the first time I've really hiked um, since the beginning of the year, and I just really want to keep keep it being a peaceful, quiet time. But I thought that I would... Um, make a podcast about the beginning of spring, since spring is here, and um, what um, creative inspiration and motivation in, in just uh, the things that you want to do this year, um, talking about how we can put um, the proper perspective on these things and how we can take those things that we really want um, to God and um, how we can um, trust him to to help us even when we um, doubt that the situation will turn out for for our benefit for our good um, so let me tell you guys about um, so let me tell you guys about something that God brought me out of that I never saw a way out, <laughs> a way out of. Um, I thought it was all on my own power to fix it, that I had to be good enough, that I had to do exactly the right things, otherwise my life would be in shambles, and that it was all my fault. Um, so, uh... I am technically disabled um, by, legally, I'm disabled. Um, earlier, <clears throat> earlier last year, um, so like January, some, sometime around there, um, I had a, a mental breakdown, um, a bout of paranoia, and it was an episode that lasted um, a couple weeks, and it was very bad. Um, I was scared for my life, and um, just my brain was telling telling me that there were there were nightmarish things everywhere, and and it was changing reality for me. Um, what was happening in front of my eyes 
was different than what was really happening. Um, and people were around me were very worried for me. And it was a scary time. And they helped me. They took me to the hospital. They put me on um, some, some meds. Because um, I had been off my meds for a while. And we were trying to see if I was able to get off of them. Um, and still function. And for a while, yeah, it was fine. But then things got worse. And I think it had to do with some other things. Like, um, I, I was addicted to cigarettes. And I wasn't able to cut those out. And I know that cigarettes really mess with my mind. Um, so I was trying really hard to, to, um, to quit. But I wasn't able to at the time. And it was really messing with me. So I know that had an issue, it was, it was causing issues for me, too. Um, so they took me to the hospital, they got me sorted out, but when I got home, I was still pretty distressed mentally, um, I was having some trouble still discerning reality from fantasy, um, and I was very scared still, I was always worried, always overthinking and planning for um, worst-case scenario type things, just overthinking all the time, um, having trouble sleeping, um, having trouble keeping up around the house, and my husband was very understanding through that. Um, he, he was gracious towards me because um, I wasn't able to do as much. I was really just, I was a wreck still, um, trying to get better. And I, I remember like I would be doing the dishes and I would be crying and I'd be singing like a worship song and I'd be praying to God and I, and I, and I would, you know, I'd feel something scary come, come like near me or a shadow. Like, um, I would see it at the corner of my eye and I would think it was, you know, something dark and evil. And, um, I was scared of people. I was scared of animals. Every animal, didn't matter what it was. If it was alive, I was scared of it. Um, I was scared of going places. I was scared of being anywhere by myself. Um, and, and when I was home by myself, um, I would just, it, I would feel so isolated, so alone, and just so, so lonely and when I reached out to God, it felt like nothing. Like, it felt like, like I was trying to say what I wanted to say to God and trying to have a relationship with Him and, and trying to supplement when I could with the Bible. Um, I've never, well, ever since the paranoia started happening, I haven't been as good with reading my Bible. And I know it's very, very important to do that. And I know it is... Um, so good for you, for my spirit to to have something tangible in words um, and and historically like that that this has been passed down from generation to generation and inspired by the spirit um, that these words can can be held onto by my heart and used as a weapon against um, like hard or scary situations in life and I've I, that it's been that way throughout my whole life even when I was really paranoid 
Um, I remember the night that they took me to the hospital because I was doing crazy things in the middle of the night. I thought, um, well, I don't want to really go into detail too much because it, it's hard and I don't want to upset anyone. But I thought that my husband wasn't real, that there was, that my other husband, like, I, I thought that he was somewhere else and that he put uh, somebody who was dressed like him um, with a, a mask on in my house. And I thought that I was waiting for my real husband to come get me. And he was gathering, I thought he was gathering all of the saints to, like, all of the saints, all of my friends, all like, people from my church that I trusted. I thought he was gathering them to come with me to... To, to come get me, to save me, and take me out of the home. And I think it was just my mind, um, um, desperately wanting to be saved from my situation, um, but it was just going wild. There was no grounding of reality, just something snapped up there in my brain, and I wasn't able to prevent it um, any any more than I guess I I. I, you know, I tried my best, um, but I was just not able at the time to prevent it from happening. Um, but yeah, a afterwards, I, I, I would, you know, I'd, I'd try to take care of the house and I would just be kind of despairing and not feeling close to God. But um, people in my life were were telling me without telling me sort of sort of like telling me that they they know it's good to do this they were kind of giving me advice but it was I don't know it wasn't the kind of advice where I, I felt like they would make me feel guilty if I didn't succeed right away you know it's like they were telling me this was good something was good but they weren't telling me I had to follow their advice in order to be um you know uh, uh, in order to please them or something like that. And, and my mind was weak. My mind was weak and I just didn't, I, I don't think I would have responded well to that, but they were very kind about it. And, um, they were telling me, you know, continue pressing into God. Um, keep praying. Don't, don't give up. Um, and, um, yeah, so I, I kept, trying to find a ray of hope. Um, I, tr I kept trying to see God in my life at work. And, and it was really hard because most of the time I didn't see anything. I only had faint memories of when I had seen God at work in my life. And it made me really sad. It's, it makes me sad to talk about because I know that feeling. I mean, I have that feeling right now where I'm looking at this beautiful sky and trees and everything that God's made. And, well, <laughs> I don't, I don't see the way I should, you know, I, I wish that I could, could perceive in my heart the flow of his hand guiding the birds to the trees and imparting the clouds for the sun to come through and and be able to to believe that he's smiling at me and believe that um 
Jesus is happy even though he died for me. That's something that's kind of hard for me. It's like he died and he's he was suffering greatly for us. How can he be happy is a question I ask myself often. And I know the answer, but my heart doesn't know it. My mind knows it. <laughs> so I just don't really, you know, it's, it's, it's a hard thing for me to believe sometimes. And um, the reason why I'm telling you these things, why it, like, still it's hard for me to see, see that God has a plan for me and that God is there and he's real and he, he wants me to, to be near to him and he loves me and he, um, I don't know, I guess that, that I can, and, and that he wants me to feel his presence and to, to know him and to not um, live in despair. <clears throat> and I think what I have um, had happened to me as I've slowly come back into the light, slowly come back into grips on reality and understanding um, when to say to, to myself, um, that my emotions that, that are happening at the time are something that I should use self-control around. In other words, harness my emotions and focus on subduing them and taking them to God and reading related Bible verses for how God would want me to basically getting his words on what, what he wants me to do, how he wants me to think in when, when there's a problem, when there's trouble. And, um, and then when I feel this apathy or this disconnectedness and, and I just can't really feel him, can't really like bring myself to like find that joy in him. Um, I, I can remind myself that, um, even though that's happening to me, I still absolutely have the ability to pray to him and to tell him that I love him and to continue reading the Bible as if it is a living, breathing thing, that it, has, it's, that it was inspired by the Spirit, therefore the Spirit is in it, um, and that it's valuable and it's applicable all my situations in in this mod, modern day, um, and that, you know, there is a reward for, for my obedience to him, to God, and that reward is, is waiting for me in heaven. It's not here. You know, when I do something right, and, and by chance, if someone might applaud me on my talent, or my skills, or um, my business, or on my ability to take care of my family, or whatever, that, that that is not in it, in, in and of itself, the, the reward that I should be looking for, um, my own glory is not the thing I should be seeking after, but it should be God that I am first seeking after. 
Mm. And yeah, and and I see God in nature when I'm there, and I'm and I'm just seeing the the bounty of just miraculous, beautiful things that God has made. There's too much of it to not have a creator behind this this grand scenery that I'm seeing. To even look at reflection on the water and know it reflects the sky and that's why it's it appears blue. And and to look at dead grass and know that in about a month it will be flourishing with green grass and new life and just thinking about things like that and and even though there's a part of me that says no no like walk away from this there's there's no point um you should just do you know what's easy um and not think about god because he's a waste of your time or something like that you know i have thoughts like that sometimes and those thoughts war with my thoughts of trying to see God in in the everyday life that I live. And sometimes I make outright, like, you know, an angry war against those thoughts. Other times I notice the thoughts that I'm having and I say, that's not the truth. And I know what will make me happy. I know God will make me happy. And I know knowing God will make me happy. So, I mean, it is, it's the main thing in my life that I I strive for. And it doesn't mean I'm really, well, without Christ, I would be a failure in God's eyes. But because of Christ, I am winning at this whole thing. Like, I have won the race. I have I've achieved the victory and I have that that hope to look forward to as surprise before my eyes as I run this race towards God towards heaven towards my um perished relatives that are that were believers and and I can look forward to to being somewhere that is is a place where a perfect God can reside and be happy and not need to change anything. And it's like, that, that must be a really perfect place. If, if a perfect God can rest there and not have to continually work to try to make that place holy or better or good enough for him to, to reside in. It's a, it's a really interesting concept, and I have no idea. I have, I have, I'm playing a child's game, even trying to imagine heaven. You know, I think of big toy throne chairs and big plastic crowns with fake jewels on everyone's heads, and lots of food, like toy food and stuff like that. And and like, like it's because none of it seems possible in in sort of like a conceptual way that there could be a basically another world you know heaven right on the other side of this life because I'm looking at this life right now and I'm seeing despair and death and destruction alongside 
people trying to survive and live and love and and breathe breathe the air and move and eat and do normal things um this is a survival type world like you have to try to survive but in heaven you don't you get to rest you get to feast you get to be near Jesus and and talk to him and be loved by him and see him and touch him and he's right there you know my my <laughs> timid weak mind can barely barely think about what's waiting for me in heaven but i've given my life over to god and let me tell you that's not just an empty phrase because literally what i've done is i have told god in my heart and and like he has made that promise first to me you know he loved me first he saved me first so his spirit is in me and that's what i count on um but yeah like i i hope for i hope for my my hope and my faith are what carry me forward and god sees my faith he knows that i have faith and he knows that it's good and that's what i wanted to share i guess with you guys because this this story of well redemption or um resurrection even you know even if say my my friends and listeners if if i somehow was made completely whole but i was still on earth and i was still separate from god but i had everything say i had everything but the crown you know i had jewels i had a perfectly glowing body that was so fit and able to do all the things i wanted to do with it and um i had tons of beautiful friends who loved me and i wasn't sad or lonely and um and instead i was carefree and happy without any worries almost except for maybe where to park on a saturday because the parking spaces are full <clears throat> and i didn't have to spend so much of my free time just trying to keep myself mentally and spiritually health- healthy and happy and i didn't have to dig into the deepest part of my reserves every time i was i have to go to work because i don't always 100% want to be there you know even if i had all those things it wouldn't be enough in fact because the lord has put me in this lower position where i don't have all the things i want i can say to you guys that i would rather have what i have now than have all the things that i tell myself and that the world tells me that i need in order to be happy because i can see much clearer how much i need and love god and how much he loves me because he's pulling me away from the darkness 
And sometimes, my friends, the darkness is inside of your heart. You, you wonder why you overthink and why your thoughts are chaotic and why sometimes you have an attitude problem or why you beat yourself up at night or things like that. And it's because our hearts are not all good. We're not born good. We're born sinners. We have wickedness in our hearts and we have to give that over to God and just pray that he will bring us to a place where we can finally understand the love that he has to offer us. Um, I, I hope and I pray that you guys will see that in time. It's, it's, a, it's a gradual process. And don't expect there to be just this, you know, miraculous swoop of, of information and knowledge and wisdom to wash over you in order to prove to you that God's working. Sometimes, sure, God does work like that. I've experienced things like that. But they're so temporary in a way. Like, it, I almost would prefer for God to work as studiously or like, um, or as slowly and patiently as he is now than to have that miraculous swoop come in or that magical genie effect where all my wishes are granted or my problems are taken away. Try to humble yourselves before, before those, before God and give him those things that you want and say, God, like, I, I need you and I need you more than these things that I want. And I want you to help me to place my desires in the right, the right place in, in my heart and to first put you there, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I, I have to probably get on this hike um, before I have to get home because... Um, my husband will need breakfast and lunch before he goes to work and I want to take care of him. So, um, thank you guys for listening. This was, um, a very, very heartfelt episode and, um, I'm glad to have shared it with you and I sincerely, sincerely hope that, um, you, le you learned something from this and that you have something that you took from this this little podcast episode that can help you to see how you need to go about your day. Um, so, yeah, I just want to thank you for listening. And um, know that if you're here on earth, that, that God made you for a reason and that he loves you in his own way. Even if you're not saved, God, God saw saw you and loved you enough to create you. So, um, thanks for bearing with me in my muttering and my stumbling on words. And I hope that I can see you next time. Thanks for, for tuning in and uh, have a lovely rest of your day. Take care. Bye.